Good morning, people. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Conversations podcast with Matt Pollack. I apologize in advance uh, if there's a lot of extra noise going on in the background uh, from where I'm recording this. There is a little bit of construction taking place just outside. You know, uh, you know what they say, there's two seasons in Wisconsin, winter and construction. So there you have it. Uh, looks like there's also a plane flying around. So a little bit of extracurricular activities happening, happening on this episode. So I apologize. Please bear with me. <clears throat> Today is Feedback Friday. So on this segment, uh, what we'll plan to do is go over some uh, some listener feedback from the previous week's episodes and offer some offer some uh, some new insight based off of their feedback or or kind of pushback depending on what that what the feedback was um, on on particular topics. So today we have uh, two uh, kind of two main topics to to dig into a little bit as far as uh, feedback goes from from a couple different people. First is and uh, in, in reference to the very first, uh, I guess, very second episode I did was called Off Limits. It was the first uh, true topical conversation that I had on, on the Real Life Conversations podcast here. Um, off Limits it was. The premise of that episode was uh, just highlighting what what kind of what kind of topics and discussions uh, we're aiming to have on, on the podcast here. And uh, one of the the little bits that I got from somebody in particular was about the you know political divisiveness that's taking place right now in, in our country. Um, and I don't even just mean the, you know, the specific instances of, of, you know, the unfortunate, um, tragedies of, of, uh, police shootings or, or, you know, some of the other, um, main topics right now around whether, whether that's, uh, you know, racial injustice or, um, some of the hot button, you know, topics of, of today's news. And I don't even just mean those, you know, those specific situations. I'm, I'm talking about just in general, uh, the whole, you know, nationwide political landscape and how it seems at least in, you know, the last three, four, five elections, uh, that there's an increasing, increasing divisiveness between those that, you know, that identify as Democrat versus those that identify as Republican. Um, and obviously you have a, a great deal of people that are either in between, um, or lean slightly one way or another. And, and so I'm not even talking about, you know, that, uh, that, percent of the population and I would I would think that um, you know maybe that that percent is, is bigger than we actually think uh, because those people aren't the ones that are on 
on social media or on the news or um, you know seen as as talking or, or writing a lot about about who they're endorsing or or who they want to vote for and why or who they don't want to vote for and why um, so you know I think that that quiet population is potentially bigger than than what we actually think it is but um, you know unfortunately you still have the uh, the far right versus the far left um, in terms of what's being what's being portrayed in the media and then how that carries over to uh, you know to the individual um, members of society and, and how they how they interact with other people and how they then um, talk about their views and their beliefs and and why they you know are supporting one particular person over another so um, you know, one thing that I've tried to do, regardless of of who I vote for, is is still to maintain an open dialogue with those that don't vote for the same person as me. And and like we need to pretend that that's the you know kind of the the end all of of friendships and relationships. Like, why does that have to be you know the most prominent or most important? factor in you know in in what we look for in in a friend or or in somebody that we want to you know interact with or engage in a conversation with right like that's not that shouldn't be the the thing that determines whether or not you're um willing to you know engage with a particular individual so um you know i've i've tried to open myself to uh, to people of whatever you know political party or or individual that that they want to vote for and and have conversations um, about these kind of things and a lot of times you don't you don't always agree a hundred percent maybe you see a point maybe you you concede a point or you agree on on certain things but not on others um, and I think that's what we need to be willing to do more of without you know destroying their uh, individuality you know without destroying them as a person don't don't completely dehumanize a a person because they don't agree with you know the same major viewpoints that you do right like a lot of people have come from different so many different backgrounds you know a much different upbringing or history family history um you know are born with different abilities or disabilities like why you would think that everybody has to agree with you on everything in life you know much less everything just in politics or political you know persuasion the that that thought is just so narcissistic and so narrow-minded um that unfortunately a lot of times those are the people that that you can't uh, make listen to this podcast and have them say, "Oh, you know what? You're right. Like maybe I do need to listen to people more." Like they're they're so entrenched in in where they are that unfortunately, uh, any <laughs> anything you try to say or bring up just goes in one ear and out the other, right? And that's where you know. I don't know how how they get to that point, um, but that's where I think having a little grace for people that 
we can be the people that even when somebody is so far gone into their their own thinking and their own their own you know beliefs of of what's right about about politics that that's where i think we can have a little extra grace and just say okay you know i i don't agree but i respect you as a person and and just to you know essentially agree to disagree like just be okay with it i guess the other person might not agree to disagree they probably want to make you agree right so maybe you can't even do that um but just to have grace as a human that you know they're they're gonna be who they are and i guess you can still have the conversation and, and if they don't like it then then you just move on with life and you know and don't sweat it because not everybody is gonna want to listen to you um or want to engage in conversations with you so i think that's one you know that's one minor step that we can take to to at least helping with the with the uh the divide that's so magnified by social media and by the news by by the media outlets um essentially people are pitting people who vote for Trump against people who vote for Biden um when you know I vote for one person and a bunch of my neighbors vote for somebody else or a bunch of my friends that you know that I talk to on a daily basis vote for somebody else so you know let's stop believing this uh us versus them you know it's not like it's a championship it's not like the super bowl it's not like you're trying to you know outdo the other side by whatever means necessary like that's not what this is it's not a we won they lost type of thing because if we're all living in the same country or you take it even more granular we're all living in the same state or all living in the same city we still have to be civil and we still need to be able to survive and to thrive as humans and as you know members of society so you can't you can't create an us versus them um mentality and expect that that's going to be um you know something that uh, that allows you to live in a in a in a peaceful civil way with with other people so i think like i said that's just a minor step we can take uh, to minimizing that that seeming uh divide between you know between political political parties or political figures or whoever you support in that matter just some of my thoughts on it <clears throat> second topic for feedback friday here is uh dealing with my uh, Wisconsin Wednesday episode which if you're not in Wisconsin or don't follow Wisconsin news, politics or sports, you may not be super aware with uh, what I was discussing in that podcast, but um if you follow sports at all, you probably have at least heard of uh, what's going on uh with the Big 10 conference and how they uh suspended, postponed uh in my opinion canceled the fall football season um i don't believe they're going to actually have a 
spring football season if they try to make it work in the winter maybe but it's going to be kind of a consolation prize for uh for big 10 athletes and maybe pac 12 i don't know if the pac 12 is going to play or not they don't really seem to care as much as the big 10 does so like i said i think the big 10 essentially is canceling the entire football season unless they can get started later this fall i don't think a, a winter late winter or spring start makes any sense or will happen just because of all the other things that um, that will be going on at that time and a lot of players will probably opt out because they'll be getting ready to graduate or <laughs> go to the nfl draft right or prepare for the future so um so <clears throat> some of the feedback you know i got was on uh, obviously as i talked about in in that podcast one the politics involved and then two the economics of um, economic impact of canceling the or postponing the fall football season so first politically you know big 10 majority of this the schools in the big 10 come from swing states wisconsin minnesota iowa michigan ohio pennsylvania right indiana you could throw in there too. Illinois is usually not a swing state. Um, but all the rest of them pretty much are. You know, Nebraska's usually red. Illinois is usually blue. Maryland and Rutgers, which is New Jersey. Maryland and New Jersey usually blue. Every All the rest of them are, are usually swing states. Uh, at least for the last four or five elections. They have not been um, unanimous in, in what political party they vote for. So... Um, you know, I think that does play a factor. Whereas the Pac-12, only one, I think one of the states with schools in the Pac-12 uh, is not always unanimously blue. I think that's Arizona. Um, but I believe the rest of them are. And so the Pac-12 is um, probably more, you know, universal on on their decision uh, to, to cancel the season and, and for President Trump to not get involved, right? So I think the Big Ten um, got a little bit of juice, you know, thrown on the fire on, I think it was like September 1st. Maybe President Trump had a conversation with um, the Big Ten commissioner and then tweeted something about it, that they were on the one-yard line, you know, trying to indicate that that the White House and the Big Ten were really close to, to getting a fall football deal done. Um, it's unfortunate that that has to be involved, you know, in this this situation because the, the kids, the players, they couldn't care less. Like, they just want to play football. Some of these guys have have millions of dollars on the line based off of playing this season. You know, like they could be not sure if they're going to be picked in the NFL draft or make it onto a team and they could have a really good season. And now they go in one of the top top two rounds and they're making millions of dollars. So, um, you know, there's three other major conferences that are playing and a couple of the coaches from Big Ten schools have come out and said, you know, why 
just let us know why can't we play if Notre Dame, which is in the same state, it's in Indiana, in the same state as Indiana and Purdue can play and they're trusting the medical guidelines and protocols put in place for that, why can't Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern for that matter, which are all within like two hours of Notre Dame, why can't they play also? Like if this is a geography thing, that there's more, you know, densely populated regions or there's more, um, you know, more densely, I guess, more dense uh, coronavirus areas, whether there's a higher percentage in certain areas or, uh, I mean, come on. How can, uh, that doesn't make any sense why those schools can't play and Notre Dame can't. So it has to go back to politics because geography doesn't make sense. Population density doesn't make sense. Medical protocols doesn't make sense. Like some of the big 10 schools are tops in the nation, save for Ivy League schools. Like when it comes to medical research in uh, you know, schools of medicine, like Wisconsin School of Medicine, one of the top in the nation. I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous, honestly, in, in my opinion, that they, that they can't figure out how to get this done. Like, is there too many, are there too many political heads involved in, you know, the Big Ten staying closed just because they're trying to, you know, stick it to Trump? Or are they, you know, like... If anything, at this point, they've kind of made themselves look worse. So that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty dumb if they, if they stuck with, you know, their plan to just, we're taking our feet in and, you know, not, not letting Trump get his way. Okay, well, <laughs> there's so many other people that that care about the football season and the players than just whether or not the Big Ten supports. You know, candidate A or candidate B. Like, who cares? And that I guess that kind of rolls into the to the second point of the economic impact. Like, think of the people whose livings are made off of owning hotels, restaurants, bars for sporting events in all of these fourteen cities. You know, I guess whatever. Like, throw Evanston out. Like, Northwestern, not really huge or known for its for its college sports, but the majority of the schools in the Big Ten, they're in like college towns. I guess, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul from Minnesota, big city regardless, but Iowa City, Madison, Champaign, Columbus, Ann Arbor, like a majority of these towns are not, are not economically successful without the universities and their sports programs. Madison said they're going to lose $100 million this year if football is canceled. $100 million. Like, and that's just the school. So then think of all 80-something thousand people that are coming seven, I think it's seven weeks this year to, to that town in the, that surrounding area. So you got hotels that are going to miss out on 
those seven huge revenue producing weekends hotels bars obviously other restaurants just local businesses you know like the farmers market which occurs saturday mornings in madison you're gonna have a lot less traffic going through there so those people that every year grow all their crops and foods and you know make their cheese their honeys like all those things they go to the farmer's market and they can count on selling you know making a couple hundred thousand hundreds or thousands of sales throughout the fall saturdays and now you're gonna have i mean you're you're gonna have probably at least a 50 to 75 percent reduction in in traffic unless more people are just going to go there to support the farmer's market now and the local businesses. I I doubt that's going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Why can't they just figure it out? Why can't, you know, they, they set their agendas aside for the sake of the, the kids, the fans, the coaches, the parents, the future businesses and employers the other students you know like i said the surrounding businesses like just set your agenda and your own viewpoints aside for their sake how many kids are in the age range of 18 to 24 are dying because of covid the percentage is is so small that you can't even, I mean, it's multiple zeros, zero point multiple zeros, one percent of the, the that population in the entire country, and that's and that's dying from COVID, not even like with COVID, which uh, I mean, I I don't even know what that means, like what they they had a heart attack and then they got tested and they had a symptom of covid so like they died because of covid come on all right well anyways i'm not going to get into that today maybe another day that's what we got for real life conversations podcast today thanks for joining us and have a great weekend talk soon see you